I'd go to car shows with my ex-boyfriend and I'd be like, I want to be the person, I want to be the girl driving that 1936 Ford sedan rat rod into this show, getting out in my heels and my little pinup girl crop top with my hair up. And I want to be that person. So I just became that person. You're listening to Femcanic Garage, the podcast that features women in the automotive and motorsports industries. A community that elevates, empowers, and evolves by smashing stereotypes and breaking down barriers for women. I'm your host, Jamie Blossman. Buckle up for the ride, Femcanics. Femcanics, I want to hear from you. I want to get your feedback, and I want to know what you like or don't like about the podcast. I'm always interested in figuring out ways to make it better. You can leave your feedback by calling 614-636-2240. Again, that's 614-636-2240. Drop me a line, and who knows? You may hear yourself on the podcast. Ariel Huff is in the driver's seat today. She is a high school auto shop teacher that restores classic cars as a hobby. Her restoration skills are engine building, customizing, bodywork, transmission rebuilds, wiring, brakes, and pinstriping, all on cars 1980 and older. Ariel tells us exactly how to see your vision and then become it. Enjoy the show, Femcanics. Hello, Femcanics. This is Jamie B, and I have Ariel in the driver's seat today. How are you doing, Ariel? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I had the privilege of meeting Ariel at the Women in Machine event down in San Antonio, and you were doing the pinstriping booth, and you have this totally cool look to you, which is like this 50s kind of pinup girl badass image, which is totally cool. And then if you go to your Instagram page, if you want to go ahead and share that. Peroxide underscore blonde. Super cool feed. A lot of fun. So let's jump into this, Ariel. How did you get into the automotive industry? I really don't know. I had an ex-boyfriend and he had an old 72 Beetle and he said, I'm going to pull the engine. And I was like, okay, I'll help. And that was the start of it. And you caught the bug. No pun Yeah, intended. then I, ha- I had to choose a... Oh, that's funny. That, that was for uh, you. I had to choose me. a... <laughs> Sophie and I, I were just talking about our ridiculous humor. I feel like so many uh, women got into the industry from bugs or VWs. So I totally agree. Those are cool cars. So you started literally just helping pull an engine with your boyfriend then, and then you just got into it. Well, I had to choose a college right after that. And I think I just got a random brochure and it said that uh, this certain college offered automotive. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And where did you end up going to school then? Uh, It was Palomar Community College in California. Nice. What did you end up majoring in and going, like, what was your area of focus? It was general mechanics. So I have an AA in general mechanics, and then I almost have um, an AA with uh, auto body repair, too. Nice. That is a lot of fun. So you've been in the industry for how long now? Um, I would say 10 years professionally. And that's not the only thing you do, right? Yes, I, I'm an auto shop teacher. That is so cool. Talk to me a little bit about that, because I'm, I'm imagining you walking in, you have this like 50s pinup type look to you. You're this badass, you know, you know cars. And then you have all 
boys in your class. <laughs> I have like um, crushing on you, Ariel. <laughs> I mean, they don't really tell me if they are or not, but I do know that uh, the the last teacher, someone pooped in his trash can, and that didn't happen to me this year, so that was good. <laughs> Wait, back up. They took a yeah. dump in a trash can. Yep. What? Yeah. Why? I don't. I don't know. Teenage boys. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So, what does that look like? Like the first week of class when they walk in? I mean, by now, I they're what seniors, juniors? No, I, they're actually. I have nine through twelve, so I have them all. And last year was my very first year of teaching, and I didn't get a job shadow. I hadn't been in a classroom since middle school because I didn't even go to a normal high school. So, I mean, like, well, I went to college, but that's totally different. But uh, it was really scary. But I loved every second of it. Wow. So walk me through, like, do you do, like, uh, work on the side as well? Uh, For myself. Or, I mean, if if my family members, of course, need anything, then I'm going to help them out. But I have a, a 1950 Chevy Coupe that I'm, I got a couple months ago trying to restore, customize, all that good stuff. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I love I'm, it. I'm just processing this. So you do it primarily as a hobby. Yep. Right? You have your certifications. Mm-hmm. You do the teaching. Mm-hmm. What do you love about it? Like, what? what why? Why did you, I mean, just an interest or... My favorite thing in the entire world is improving anything. And the fact that something that we rely on daily for everything can be improved or fixed is, it's my, you know, that's what calls me to it. Like my mom, when her car broke down, when we were little, she was so stressed out. And all I wanted to do was take that stress away from her. So now I get to do that for myself, for her, for anybody who needs it. Oh, wow. That's, that's powerful stuff right there. So how did you end up getting the teaching job? Uh, that's the best story ever. I've wanted to be a teacher my entire life. And as I grew older, I was like, oh, okay, I want to teach seventh grade algebra. Oh, I want to teach history. And then I got to college and I was like, I want to be an auto shop teacher. And I never thought it was going to be possible because I figured I'd have to go to college and get my teaching certificates and all that stuff, which I was looking into getting my bachelor's, but I wasn't like avidly thinking it was going to happen. And then I actually met Kristen Farrell, who is, um, I'm sorry, her last name has changed now, but I met her at the first Women in Machine event. And she was like, oh, you should apply at Austin Community College. We're hiring. We need, uh, we need more teachers. So I went there by chance on on a Wednesday or some random day because I couldn't make it the Monday. And the high schools in the area were actually doing a competition at the time. And they walked up to me, two of the instructors, and they were like, oh, you're applying for a job? And I was like, yeah, I want to be a teacher so bad. They're like, well, he's retiring, so you might want to look into being an auto shop teacher at high school. And I was like, yes. Wow. It was amazing. It's like the cards and the stars just aligned for you. Yep. It was totally fate. What would you tell other women? I mean, because I, I'm just through talking with different women and they're trying to navigate and find their way. And some of them, when I was at the Women in Machine event, it, and you witnessed this because you were on the panel where mm-hmm. they shared, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm actually getting discouraged from doing this. And they have these challenges. What, what would you tell women? Well, I can't say any cuss words, but uh, you I can't. I mean, you I'll just, just market it. <laughs> it. So have at it. You, you be, you be you. <laughs> 
I'll be fine. Uh, I just, it just bothers me when anybody, woman or men, think that they can't do something, which I have horrible self-esteem. So like for me to rebuild an engine or, or whatever I'm doing, if I haven't done it before is terrifying, but like the drive to want to finish it. And if you actually have the the goal and the vision in your head that you're going to get it done no matter what happens and you don't think about your sex at all. Like there's no reason why a woman can't do anything. There's no reason why a man can't do it either. So just, I mean, why do you have to, it's easy for me to say, why do you have to care what other people think? But I get it. But I mean, it should be awesome to, to know a girl that can fix her own stuff and they shouldn't get discouraged at all. Hey, you're preaching to the choir sister. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the Women in Machine event. How did you become a part of that? Talk a little bit about that. I, I did an episode on the Women in Machine event. It's a powerful, powerful event for it women really to is. get together. It's And it's them getting in and literally getting their hands dirty. It's it's not you come in there in heels and even your favorite t-shirt because you're in there changing tires, you're in there learning to weld, you're playing with paint, you're like, it's literally getting in there and getting your hands dirty. So how'd you get involved with that? I think that I just saw Faye on Instagram or something and I was like, oh, cool, another lady mechanic. And then I saw she was in um, Texas, which I'm in central Texas, about three or four hours north of her. But we just hooked up and she was so inspiring and just so happy. And like, I don't know, there's something magical about Faye. And she just inspired me to come down there. So I didn't participate in the first one. I helped her a little bit with her under the hood basics because she knows that I'm like terrified of crowds and people. But she helped me through a lot. Well, if you're terrified of crowds and people, you faked it really well there. (laughs) You did an awesome job Thank because you. There, there's there's a lot of women that are not comfortable with crowds right yeah and then not only do you have to be comfortable with that in what you were doing it, it is the confidence level and you're kind of on stage you kind of want to inspire other women so sometimes you got to fake it till you make it yeah I always say that I I'm not good at like faking kindness or or faking any sort of situation but I think being a teacher helped out a lot because, you know, you literally have to stand on a stage and try to teach people who don't care about cars to care about cars. So that helped. Do you have any funny stories to share? Oh, what kind? From teaching? Yes. When I was teaching them. Spill the beans because not you're a unicorn. We've had this conversation here at the conference where, you know, women in automotive in so many different facets, you feel like a unicorn. (laughs) So I... You got to have some good stories around that. Well, to be honest, the, the students had no, any weirdness about me being a female. Like I even asked them, I was like, is it weird having a female shop teacher? They're like, no, it's normal. It's really the adults and the other teachers and the people that I meet at uh, competitions and stuff. I have a co-teacher who's a man and normally I'll be standing there for 20 minutes before they decide to introduce themselves to me. And then I'm like, oh, hey, um, I'm Miss Huff. I'm the other teacher. They're like, oh, I, I thought you were his wife. So there's that awkward moment all the time. Are you <laughs> I'll even be wearing an instructor shirt that says auto instructor. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What are you feeling in those moments? Kind of humor and a little bit of anger. (laughs) 
a, a mix between the two. I, I could, my God, I'm listening to you share that story and like, I'm feeling annoyance creep yeah. up on me. Like, are you effing kidding me right now? Like, it, it really bothers me when they like disrespectfully shake my hand after that. Mm. That's when I get the anger. If they like laugh about it, then I'm cool. But if you're not even going to look me in the eye or shake my hand or anything, then we got a problem. Now, have you ever ran into any type of sexism or anything like that as you, because you're, you're kind of in a different, there's, I've interviewed women that are in the shops and like various roles, but you're the first uh, te- Now I take that back. Chris Kozad was an adjunct instructor for a community college. But when I think of like high school, you're the first teacher yeah. that I've interviewed. What has that experience been like? Have you run into any of that? I mean, it's not like really blatant sexism, but it's, it's again, the adults, like they'll come and talk to the other teacher when I'm standing right there or they'll interact with just him or even I just got a new teacher uh, this semester but my previous teacher he would even condescend me like in front of everybody oh hell no yeah that's not cool at all it was not I'm so glad he's gone I I want him to be listening to this Spread the word. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that happens? The way people are brought up to think like, you know, girls are supposed to like pink and boys are supposed to like blue and girls can't do what men can do. Mm, God, I, I'm just, I'm sitting here like playing through that conversation. I'm like, I'm getting a little pissed off right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, you you go to car shows as well, and I've seen some professional photography done around. Oh, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, it's just kind of always like, I guess it's kind of one of the ways I got into the industry. Like when I was younger, I'd go to car shows with my ex-boyfriend and I'd be like, I want to be the person, I want to be the girl driving that 1936 Ford sedan rat rod into this show, getting out in my heels and my little pinup girl crop top with my hair up. I want to be that person. So I just became that person. So every time I go to a car show, I like to dress up and show that I'm that person, but also I'm I'm the guy under the hood as well. I, I love that because too often you see the female be an accessory to the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just stand next to it and that's what I love about what you do. It's not about being the accessory. It's yeah. it's about complimenting it and you being the badass behind the wheel and under the hood. Yeah. I love to know every little inch of what's under the hood. Hey, have you been at a show where, you know, someone comes up to you and it's like, oh, is that your husband's car or something? Yeah. Yeah. When, especially when I used to drive my old truck. Uh, yeah. It was. What truck was I, it for the listener? I had a, a 64 Chevy Stepside that I drove from, I rebuilt the whole thing, rebuilt the engine like completely and drove it to Texas from California. So walk me through some of those interactions at a car show. Um, well, actually I had one, it's not really uh, one of those, is that your husband's car? But I was at a car show on Friday night, just a little local one. And some guy walked up to me and said, oh, I noticed you took a picture of that car. Can I ask what you were, what your opinion is? And I was like, well, honestly, the, the radiator is hideous. And I was trying to figure out why you put the fan on the outside and he's like oh well there's no room behind the radiator and I was like yeah there is it's right there he's like but not for this fan I was like well put the old style fan on it get you a fan shroud I know you're gonna lose some horsepower but it'll be fine and they both just like jaw jaws <laughs> yeah <laughs> They're like, this woman knows her shit. Yep. And it just left them speechless at that point. They were, they kind of gave me a dirty look after that. (laughs) Why is that? That just puzzles me. Well, I mean, I was kind of, I told them that their car was ugly. So, I mean, I can understand that woman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
they got a little defensive then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I tell you what, Ariel, I want to launch into the red line ra- round right now. And what the red line round is, five questions. There's no right or wrong answer to them. Whatever pops into your head first is the right answer. Oh, gosh. You ready? Yeah. All right. First one. Who or what has been your inspiration throughout your journey in the industry? Uh, Jane Winfield. Talk to me about Jane Winfield. Uh, just an old car builder. It's all the people that I get in my hot rod magazines. Um, they just, I mean, they're just old car customizers that know everything. Love it. it now, that's kind of a unisex name. Man or female? Male. Male. Okay. Have you had a chance to meet him? Oh, no. <laughs> that, that'd be kind of cool, though, right? Yeah. Where do you go or what resources do you use when you want to learn something new or you get stuck on a job? I honestly like to have my old car manuals with me. I need paper copies of what I'm doing to, to learn. That is awesome. We're working, my partner and I are working on a 1965 Ford Econoline van right now. And oh, we yeah. literally have the 1965 manual and we have some like clear tape holding the bind the binder part together. <laughs> make sure it, it is a necessary break. part of rebuilding an old car. For sure. It is. And I tell you what, that's like our Bible for that, for that bad mm-hmm. boy. What excites you most about what you do? The thought of being that pinup girl that drives into a car show in my custom 1950 Chevy. God, that's so cool. <laughs> what is a personal habit or practice that has helped you significantly in this industry when you feel stuck, unsupported, or discouraged? Uh, I honestly, I start to cry and then I just remember... <laughs> Sorry, I'm a crier. I just remember that I have to do it. Like not being a female or a male, I just, I'm one of those people that if I start something, I have to finish it. So stubbornness. There you go. There you go. What is your parting advice to other femme mechanics finding their way in the skilled trades industry? Get an old car and rebuild it. <laughs> or any car. Get a project car and just do it. Make yourself have to do it. Why? The feeling of accomplishment when you get to start up your engine that you literally machined yourself. It's crazy. I, I'm kind of busting your chops on this, but I so <laughs> agree with you. I so agree with you. And I, I remember the first time that we fired up the... Um, 65 Econoline fan, 40 Econoline fan. And, and to be honest with you, Ariel, I didn't think it would start and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yes, it's like the most anxiety moment of your life and then it starts. It is. It <laughs> is. It's just, you can't even describe it, right? It, it's, it's terrifying. The feeling that you get is just mind, I just, you can't even. And, yeah. and what's funny, Nothing. when we finally got it started, Ariel, you'll totally appreciate this. We used the key, obviously, to start it, but we uh-huh. didn't use them. And it went and shut off. <laughs> I'm like turning the key. I'm looking at my partner. I'm like, it's not shutting off. <laughs> we ended up just having to, you know, put our hand over the carburetor to cut off the oxygen. But that's funny. Just scared the shit out of us. <laughs> I I so agree with what you're saying. So where and how can people connect with you? Uh, Instagram. And what, if you don't mind, repeat your handle again. Peroxide underscore blonde with an E. Awesome. Ariel, thank you so much for being willing to be in the driver's seat. And I know you're not feeling well tonight, but you roughed it out anyway to sit down and talk with me. So I appreciate you taking the time and facing your fear about this technology stuff. (laughs) Thank you. My name is Ariel Huff. I'm a high school auto shop teacher and I'm a femme mechanic.
Rachel Burton is in the driver's seat next. She is the owner of a consulting firm called Wrench Wench LLC, where she does technical consulting and training for OEMs on renewable fuels. She was trained as an auto diesel mechanic, worked at dealerships and indie garages, and then taught high school and college auto tech before starting her own biofuel production business. Join me for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Femcanic Garage Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Femcanic Garage. Check out our website, femcanicgarage.com, for swag and the transcribes for each episode. If you want to help grow this community, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share this podcast. Spread the word. This is Jamie B. signing off. Are you a Femcanic?